it's good to see you. That's the opening line to every service this particular weekend. Parking lot service, good to see you. All through this COVID time, we've managed to worship outside someplace, in member backyards, in the parking lot, in the backyard, under the moon on Christmas Eve, in the rain, in the snow, in the heat, etc., etc. You folks are amazing. Parking lot service crew, it's really good to see you. People inside at Cross of Life, 9 a.m. this Sunday morning for the first time in who knows how long. It's good to see you. Actual live bodies in the pews. Whoo, ah, your eyes are beautiful. Things aren't back to normal yet, but baby steps, people of God. Who knew that the third week in Lent would be uh, as exciting as Easter morning, a true celebration to be together in person. It's good to see you. And if you're watching online, it's good to see you too. I mean, I realize I technically can't see you, but we can kind of imagine you, some people watching their TV, kind of sitting there, uh, even dressing up a little bit. Some people sitting at their laptop, eating their bowl of cereal. Some people laying on your couch or your bed, just watching on your phone like that. However you're watching at home, it's really good to see you. It's good to be together, whether you're in Colorado and watching, Florida, Maryland, West Milwaukee, you name it. People watch from all over the place. It's good to be together. It's good to see you. Next question. This is your opportunity for aerobic exercise. How many of you have built something? Raise your hand if you've ever built something. Everyone should have your hand up. Uh, you may have built a house or done a kitchen remodel or something like that, something big. Uh, but remember, it's not just stuff that can be built. I mean, relationships get built. Reputations get built. Portfolios get built. Prayer lives get built. A lot of things get built in life. I'm pretty sure everybody has built something. This now gets us to the subject of buildings. Uh, when, when you build something, right, uh, it assumes a process. Uh, it doesn't happen all at once. And maybe there's a completion point, the building's done, or maybe it's always ongoing. You're, you're always working on your life of prayer or on your relationship with somebody. Think of the building that we encounter in today's gospel lesson, the temple in Jerusalem. It was the biggest building in the biggest city, we're told in the other gospels, that when the disciples get there, they're just like in awe. Oh, Jesus, what, look at what big stones there are. Jesus, Jesus is not so awed because he looks past the big stones and sees the purpose that the building had been built for, which was the worship of God, knowledge in the heart and change in spirit. And it wasn't happening. And so he makes a, a whip out of cords and he starts driving all the cattle and the sheep and the goats and the pigeons that were there for sacrifices out. And he overturns the tables of the money changers who were taking the Roman coins with the image of Caesar and exchanging them for temple coins with no image so they could be used to buy the animals for sacrifice. This is how the first commandment was obeyed. Make no grave images, graven images, have no other gods before me. And, and, and so Jesus sees this and, 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 he, and he creates a scene of chaos. And in the midst of that, the, the disciples are so close to getting it right, but they aren't quite right because they remember the scripture passage that says, zeal for my house will consume him. But his zeal wasn't for the building, for the house of God. It was for the people and for the purpose of that place. And, and Jesus was at some level already past the temple. 
and the sacrifices. He had already, in Matthew 9, quoted the prophet Hosea, uh, who had said uh, centuries and centuries before that what God really desires is, is goodness and, and mercy, not sacrifice, uh, knowledge of the Lord and not burnt offerings. And this then was the perspective Jesus brought to the temple that day. And he brought a holy chaos into the midst of all of that. It's good to see you all today. What have you built lately? We now get to build the future that lies ahead of us. There will be some things about the past when COVID is over that we're in no rush to go back to. I, I just love sitting in traffic jams. I just love waiting in lines. Eh, nobody's rushing to get back to that. There are other things that'll be really cool to get back to. But in general, we've been changed by this experience. And so we can choose a different future that lies ahead of us. And so how will we do that and, and what will that look like? And I think we get our cue from today's scripture lesson. And it's gonna have to do with the quality of our relationships and the work that we do on the life of faith because we know that our God desires mercy and goodness and the knowledge of God, not outward ritual. So what might that look like in the future to come? I, I just think of everybody getting vaccines these days. I, you know, I've talked about people getting them in, in the sanctuary at, down at Cross Lutheran Church as part of the Bread of Healing Clinic. Uh, 15 people from, from Unity who have not previously volunteered are, are part of that effort, which is super cool. But whether it's there or in Walgreens or in your doctor's office, uh, every one of those interactions involves touch and it's personal and it's close. And it's such an opportunity for people to be greeted with uh, a smile and, and with PPE on, of course, uh, hands held when people are a little nervous about it and respect given and time taken to answer people's questions and, and then a gentleness and giving it and an encouragement for having protected yourself and for having protected the people around you. That, that shot itself is just a microcosm of, of who and how we are to be to and for each other in the future that we now get to build ahead of us. The future that we build, right, is gonna involve, are, are we better at inviting and welcoming as a church? Uh, are, are we more able to listen to people's stories instead of just telling our own? And, and are we aware that, that buildings are valuable? Heck, we've got two of them. Uh, and they are great places to gather, but they must always be part of the, the energy and the goodness and the learning that is the life of faith. I guess maybe a place to end all of this is to, to have you imagine some point in the future that's, that's somehow uncomfortable for you. Uh, maybe uh, everything is just staying the same, or maybe everything is chaos. Um, however it is, imagine it as if you have just walked into a scene where, where animals are like running around all over the place and a couple pigeons fly past you because they've just been thrown out of uh, their, their, their um, cages. And, and you hear tables flipping over and a couple coins roll, go rolling by you and you maybe even pick one up. And, and suddenly in that moment, you realize that what Christianity didn't learn from that incident and what the disciples didn't learn, uh, at least not immediately, was, was uh, we went back to focusing on buildings maybe often more than people. But you 
you recognize in that moment that things are different. And, and in fact, you see someone in the midst of the chaos who's creating the chaos. And it's the person um, who's breaking bread with some sinner or tax collector. It's the person who's touching some leper that I ran away from because I didn't have the courage to touch him. It's, it's a person getting a shot in their arm because it's, it's good for the people around them. It's most of all a person who's mobbed by children. And even though there are some disciples hushing the children away, the children recognize that they are welcome and needed and important. And you recognize this person in the middle of all the chaos for who he is. You recognize that it's Jesus who is at home both in the past but especially in the future and helps us to build it. And you think, I want to be a part of that. I have the power within me to, to learn God's ways and to be merciful and good. And then it just pops out of you. you. You look at this person, this Jesus, and of course, what do you say to him? Jesus, it's so good to see you. Done.